football season isn't going the way we wanted to. Some things you can't rely on. Some things you can't trust. Marcos Garza is not one of those things. I'm proud to partner with him for the Reeds Ranch podcast. If you find yourself or a loved one or a friend needing legal representation this football season, do the smart thing. Trust the Garza Law Firm. He won't let you down. He won't overthrow you. He won't underthrow you. He'll just throw it to you. 865-540-8300. That's the phone number. Online 24-7 at GarzaLaw.com. GarzaLaw.com, 865-540-8300. East Tennessee's premier DUI defense lawyer, criminal defense lawyer, and personal injury lawyer. Before you say guilty, say Garza. I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. (laughs) But I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. Eh, eh, 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. A spooky edition of Reed's Ranch. It is Tuesday. It's Halloween. Seth joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. Good to hear your voice. Great to hear your voice. It's great to hear your voice. We managed to avoid the spookiest thing we could have done, which is lose to Kentucky. I'm not sure how. <laughs> I, mean, I just... We did, though. It's similar to, you know, I'm not the first person to make this comparison, but, I mean, it's just, it's the it's the flip side of Tennessee, Florida. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. Where there's a million times where we've come out and be like, how the hell do we lose that? I knew for sure when we were just getting nothing but field goals. We made enough plays. We made enough plays to win. And I, I Will Warren said this. I agree. It's not like anything that I think any of us like wanted, but at least it keeps like the seven and five season off the table because that would be truly nasty. Statsbywill.com. Basketball season is here. I'm gonna try to get Will. On here, maybe we do a spaces or something a couple times during the season. But, yeah, get uh, go get smarter about basketball, statsbywill.com. But, yeah, no, he's exactly right. Losing to Kentucky, it was a must win. It was a can't lose. It was like win that game and the floor just becomes so much higher. And Will's exactly right about that. And I still don't think we played very well, but we avoided disaster, and that's really all that matters. Yes, that is all that matters. That is, it's, you won. I don't even have anything bad to say about Joe Milton. I think that if I said anything bad about him today after last weekend, it would be just an axe to grind. Yeah, I know you come across as disingenuous if you can't tip your hat and say, that's that's what we've been asking you to do. You hit the wide open pass to Nimrod. 
that he broke off his defensive back and got you a lot of separation and he broke his ankles, really. He fell down and you hit a wide open shot. You put your shoulder down and picked up a big third down. You didn't have to put your shoulder down, but you, you picked up the third down late in the game yep. on a keep. You stayed in bounds, which is a nice change of pace. Yeah, you acted like you knew the – he's played like he knew the scenario. The, like he managed the, con- the game. Yeah, he, he, he finally managed the game. He's, he's played like he's known the, the time and the place. I, I will say I think that the throw across his body on the run to Dante Thornton was like an awesome throw. That throw to Dante Thornton across the middle, whenever he did the Madden playmaker thing, the schoolyard thing where he points and says, go, 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 and then throws an absolute rope, that is why we have had three years of Joe Milton because he probably does stuff like that in practice all the time. And you're like, okay, so he can make these throws. But that was maybe the best throw he's made in a game. And then Thornton finally caught the ball and ran. You're like, oh, wow, this is what the offense could look like at times. A lot of people have pointed to that play, but Seth, my favorite play from Milton was the the – the third and ten, beautiful check down or immediate immediate check down to Dylan Sampson, who, you know, was looking like prime Alvin Kamara out there on the third and ten. He sneaks out of the backfield and Milton hits him perfectly in stride and he picks up a big first down. He looks just like Alvin Kamara. The only thing missing is the hair. The way he runs, like the way he bounced off people, to me was like when he did the spin move, like he bounced on the shovel pass, when he like kind of went into congestion and bounced off. And yeah, it was obviously, I, he's a lot better than I really, really thought he was. He's really, really, really good. And um, yeah, you kind of downplayed his absence in the yeah. swamp. I, I think he could have made a difference. Yeah, he obviously I really do. Have. And it's crazy to me that he was such a focal point early on against Virginia. I mean, I feel like he got a lot of touches against Virginia, especially like on the goal line in key situations, and then kind of disappeared because I do think he is really good. Yes, he's special, I think. And um, I think that, honestly, Josh Heupel deserves a lot of credit because he has somehow figured out a way to – he's figured out finally what Joe Milton can do, and it's back-to-back weeks of Joe Milton playing pretty well. It's obviously really tied to the run game with him, with Joe himself running, I think. Um, but like Joe Milton's playing better than I ever thought he could, way better than I ever thought he could after the A and M game. So credit to him, big time credit to Joe Milton. He's playing a lot better. Good for him. Now I will say, you know that we did enough to keep a lead the entire time. We never lost the lead. The defense came up when it had to, because I don't think any of us would have felt very confident had Kentucky taken the lead. Especially in the fourth quarter where you're like, okay, now it's do or die time on a drive. For sure not. Yeah, for sure not. Yeah. So, I'm like, we could say all the nice things about him, but, like, we still didn't punch in enough touchdowns. We still had to kick four field goals. Although I'll say three field goals because one was at the end of the half. Like, there's, you know, that that's what. You and that was on Josh, I'd say, as much as. Well, I think it was on Josh not really wanting to go down and get points. I think he just didn't want to give the ball back to Kentucky. And then we kept kind of picking up plays, and he's like, okay, well, I guess we'll go and try to get some yards. But three field goals you had to settle for. Like, it could have easily bitten you in the ass had, you know, Kentucky not missed that field goal, had Kentucky themselves not, you know, got stopped on fourth down a couple times and, and, you know, failed to punch in touchdowns as well. But a win is a win, and we are supposed to beat Kentucky, and we beat Kentucky. 
six and two after Halloween, you know, all but certainly going seven and two. Still pretty solid, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna be you still have a chance to go ten and two. Which I did have a dream we beat Georgia last night. Much crazier things than ha- have happened. I mean, do I feel like we will? No. I, t- I think we're going to be able to just run the ball on Missouri, right? I am worried about us being able to stop Missouri. I am too. I think their offense is much better than Kentucky's. And we made Devin Leary, which I do think it was a little bit by scheme. Like, you know, we wanted to make sure Kentucky didn't run the ball. So I do think we kind of set in a soft zone and let them kind of pick us apart. And then just like, hey, we'll make sure they don't score touchdowns. And it worked. Yeah. There, there were a couple throws that he made that were just nauseating, though. Like, yeah, we sat back, and there were a couple that he hadn't made all year, and I'm just like, are you serious, dude? But, yeah, I mean, we totally sat back. I mean, you have to give credit to the run defense. Like, Yeah, and I mean, Kentucky had been beating people on the ground, or at least moving the ball on the ground, and yep. we didn't let them do that at all. So I don't know if I'll pencil us in being able just to run the ball and beat Missouri because – like the entire season so far, you got to be able to run the ball inside the red zone. And for as good as we are at running the ball, we don't always finish drives off. You know what I mean? So, like, I do think against Missouri, we have to be six red zone trips, four touchdowns, not three. You know what I mean? I, or not even two. You know, I think we have to limit our field goal kicking in that game because I think they're going to be able to score in the 30s. Kentucky wasn't really able to just because they missed the big plays. I think Missouri will get in the 30s. Yeah, we missed Kamal Haddon a lot. We did. We did. Danico Slaughter needs to get his confidence back. He needs to get his confidence back, whatever. I mean, that did, yeah. We both didn't want Kamal Haddon to ever play another snap. Yeah, yeah, and he turned into a good cornerback. Which, by the way, which, by the way, was, was a fine take at the time. It wasn't about the lack of skill. It was about yeah. lack of effort. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with that take from, I mean – but credit to him. Credit to Joe Milton. Credit to credit to Joe Milton. Credit to Josh Heupel. I, mean, I, I thought Joe looked. I thought Joe looked awesome running the ball. Yeah. What do you make of the excuses that like he didn't run the ball early in the season because he had hurt ribs? I think. I think he just doesn't like to run the ball, and they didn't make him. And then eventually, it got to the point where if he didn't start running the ball on his own then, like, there were going to have to be serious conversations about who's going to play at quarterback. That's much more likely, right? I, I do not think he was hurt at all. I think he hates running. We've talked about this. You've talked about it. He is not a running quarterback. He's a pocket passer. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just they are – his legs are a weapon, and I think it was just – it got to the point where it's like, Joe, like, if you don't play better, and that, and that – and that, consist of starting it's I think that running the ball helps him out I mean he's played better ever since he's really started running the ball well yeah they're not a luxury they are a necessity for him yes he's not good enough at passing the ball to not be a threat to run it's something he has to do and we've been calling for you know you're mad he didn't run it all against Florida and then they come out and troll us against UTSA of course on the first play yeah which that was clearly like a they harped on like Joe. You have to keep it sometimes on the read. Kind of thing. I mean, but the last couple of weeks has been like designed runs as well. And then finally, he's just been willing to like escape outside the pocket and just go. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but 
It's nice to see he's good at it, man. Like, he's good at running the football. It's nice to see him put his head down. It's nice to see him, like, look like he actually enjoys playing football. By, like, he's the biggest dude on the field. He's going to use it for once. What chance do you give Georgia of losing before they play us? They got Missouri and Ole Miss at home. Oh, man, like 5%, I guess. Like, maybe. It's okay, so you got 5%. Yeah, I mean, I think. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying they're done. Really, I just feel, really low. Yeah, I feel like they're done playing with their food. And, like, now they're just blowing people out. But, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. If it was. It just seems so unlikely that they lose at home. I'm not really good at numbers. I, I just. Ole Miss is, like, this is, like, one of the best Ole Miss teams ever, right? And they're still just, like, when they play a team like Alabama or Georgia, I just don't really know that it matters. And then who knows about Missouri still. I mean, I just can't get Ole Miss scoring 10 points against exactly. Alabama. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I know, me too. You think LSU beats Alabama? Line started at four and a half and got down to three, so people are picking Alabama. I mean, I think they can move the ball. It's just, I know you love Jaden Daniels. I don't know if I trust Jaden Daniels in a big game. Can they stop it? He beat Alabama last year at home, but, like, I don't know. I, I will admit, like, the LSU games I've really only paid attention to the last couple of years that he's played are against Florida State and against uh, us. And then, you know, I, I – kind of kept up with him beating Alabama and, you know, losing to Ole Miss this year. But, like, I don't he's know. I just don't have – I don't have a lot of trust in him. I know his stats are great. I know he's been awesome. But, like, I just don't know if I trust him to win in Tuscaloosa. It's, yeah, it's like they don't really run the football. They don't really run the ball. And then they can't stop anyone. I don't know. It's just this this Alabama team just kind of just seems like they're just going to go 11-1. and one and Be very boring and not really be a threat and then probably get killed by Georgia in the SEC Championship. But yeah, I don't, do you think Georgia will lose one of the next two games? Uh, no, no, I don't. No, no, I definitely don't think they will. I, I, my percentage would be a little bit higher than 5%, but not much. I mean, 10 15%. Did you see that stat about Kirby that I posted today? I posted that you said he was, what, 41-1 and one in he's, his last 42 games? He's 41-1 and one in his last 42 games. And I verified that, like, this morning when I got to work. Like, he is 41-1 and one in his last 42 games. And what was the loss? To Bryce Young. In the SEC championship or in the SEC what was championship that? game. In the SEC championship okay. game. With Jameson Williams. Oh, yeah. Then they turned around and won the national championship that year. Yeah, because they got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, Jameson Williams is terrible at football now. What the hell happened to him? He, he sucks so bad for the Lions. He can't catch anymore. He used to be yeah. awesome at Alabama. Yeah. And, like, the Lions of, like, like Dan Campbell just, like, has totally given up on him. I mean, I, I He saw, sucks. Yeah. He can't catch. You got to be able to catch to play wide receiver. Yeah, very odd. Okay, but yeah, they won the SEC championship and then lost in the national championship when all the receivers got hurt. Got it. Yeah, I mean, obviously Kirby doesn't really lose games. So, like, the idea of us winning the East relies on him losing twice in the next three weeks. Isn't and you it? You just said he's lost one time in the last basically three years. Yeah. Isn't it weird that, like, when Saban started his run in this entire time, all people have ever done is talk about how great Saban is, but I don't feel like anybody really ever talks about that with Kirby. They don't. 
because I think everyone just thinks it's a sleeping giant situation, which you could obviously say the same thing about Alabama whenever Nick Saban got there. But, like, yeah, like, Kirby doesn't get the same credit. No one talks about him as a legitimate top coach. It's always just Georgia's great, but best coach is Nick Saban. Yeah. It's weird. I don't think anybody thinks of as Kirby as really even the second best coach in the country, but I guess at this point you have to by default because Urban's gone and Dabo's losing yeah, his was, mind. He's losing his mind. and Harbaugh's a cheater. <laughs> so I guess you have to by default put Kirby now at number two, but it's probably because Lincoln Riley can't coach defense. <laughs> totally unserious. Lincoln Riley is completely unserious. All of the coaches, look, think about all the top other top five coaches I just mentioned. They all look worse. Just all the, worse. yeah, just all in bad situations. Dabo's losing his mind. Harbaugh's apparently they've been tracing this back all the way back to like his dad being at Western Kentucky, I think it was, and and, and John being on his staff, or Jim, excuse me, being on his staff, and them getting accused of stealing signs. Like maybe this has been going on his whole entire career. So it's just uh that's just what he does. It's just yeah, it might it might just be a family thing. I, I was listening to some of that. It's just endemic to the Harbaugh's. I mean, yeah. the, the, the 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 whole thing today is just all time of, of the guy wearing sunglasses at night, putting the like the sheet of papers up over his face whenever the camera gets near on the Central Michigan sideline. I mean, it's just yeah, the Central Michigan coach had a tie to to Harbaugh too, right? I they I, I read that there were multiple people on CMU staff that have ties to Michigan. This is there is no way Jim Harbaugh coaches next year at Michigan, right? Oh, I disagree. You think they said they're, they said they're rapidly approaching a uh, contract extension, and then also they've they've leaked or basically started floating out the idea that like he'll be, he, he can't go to the NFL because he'll get in trouble in the NFL because they. They set the precedent with Jim Tressel. With Jim Tressel, Tressel, that's right, that's right, that's right. They suspended him for six games, so, like, basically, Harbaugh will get, like, a big suspension there, that's right. too. That's right, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. I heard that yesterday, too. Yeah, I just, the idea is that Harbaugh can't even really make the switch, so, like, I think Michigan's just, just going to say fuck it and roll with it and see what happens. Man, his, it, like, it is so... The opposite of just calm at Michigan, and it's not just about this. I mean, you have the COVID violations. You have the him flirting every offseason. There's just so much drama around that program. I guess that's part of the – that's just Jim Harbaugh. I don't know. He's a weird cat. But, like, yeah, I mean, the drama with the burgers, and he's under, you know, still under investigation for other level two violations and add this to it. You would think something would happen, but who knows? If you're Michigan, this is what you've always wanted. Yeah. You're the second best program in the country right yep. now. Only behind Georgia. You seem to be clearly ahead of Ohio State. Yeah, probably the best team you're ever going to have this year, too. Yeah, I mean, if I was a Michigan fan, like I wouldn't be wanting to fire Harbaugh. Oh, no, this, no, 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 no. I think that if you're Michigan, there's the only possible path forward for right now is to Cam Newton it. You have to put your head down on the sand and say, no matter what, we're not going to do anything to, to, to derail or to put in danger. To see. You have to do what Auburn did with Cam Newton. Well, I mean the season. That's mean for yeah. the foreseeable future. Like you, you, you. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want rid of him. I just wonder if he just is like he's going to – I mean, I, I don't really know that they – you know, there's no real punishment listed in the, in the, in the NCAA guidelines for this. 
Well, also keep in mind, I don't know if NFL teams are lining up for him either. Like, he had some interviews. He tried to interview with the Raiders. He tried to interview with the Vikings and just never made the jump there to either one of those teams. So, like, I don't know what his appeal is. Because, I mean, like, he's playing old-school football at Michigan, right? Like, it's not like he's evolved. He's just still doing the same shit he was doing at Stanford, basically. And, you know, just sometimes at a shotgun. Anyways, what would you think about the basketball team? Um, Road win at Michigan in an exhibition. To me, I think the biggest thing is Ganey. Yeah, I wasn't expecting much from him this season. Do you think that changes, or do you think that was just him taking advantage of you know not having competition with Zakai and Vescovy? I don't know, but as long as he just – when he, 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 he caught the ball and he shot it. As long as he does that – I mean, I, I he played 34 minutes. That's obviously not going to be what he. But to me, that was the biggest. He was the biggest revelation. Like Connect was obviously better than I ever thought he would be. Yeah, to me, that I thought I came out of that thinking he has SEC Player of the Year type of potential. For sure. Yeah, agree, agree. Not only potential, like I was thinking, you know, if Tennessee wins the league like they should, he might just yeah. win it. He looked awesome. I thought so too, and like I was impressed. I. I I was impressed with the way he could get to the rim. Like, he was driving kind of at will, and as tall as he is, like, was being able to finish or get fouled. Like, he's going to get a good whistle at home. He's going to get seven or eight points some games just from the free throw line. And then, yeah, obviously he showed he could finish when he dunked all over that guy. I thought Tennessee was just very physically impressive. Just – it's a – I don't want to do it before game one even, but, like, this seems like maybe the deepest, most talented team we've had. Yeah. Because even, like, if you want to say, like, the Grant teams were better. They only played, like, seven dudes. Yeah, they weren't deeper. Yeah, for sure not. They, they, they weren't deeper. I don't, I don't really remember how much how, how deep the, the Bruce teams were. I mean, the Elite Eight team wasn't even our best team. Yeah. It feels like this team is deeper. This team could go nine deep if it had to. Yeah. And everybody can play so far. I mean, you know, we'll see if Ganey, you know, can consistently do that. Yeah, if, if DeLeon is only going to play 13 minutes a game, which I don't think that's – Yeah, he was he was a disappointment. He, he didn't seem like he was going to pass the Rick Barnes defense yeah. test. And that, that worries me a little bit because he's got nice size. Yeah, I, mean, I know. He's supposed to be an NBA first-round yeah. pick. Like, he, he looks like an NBA player Yeah, I agree, there. agree. Uh, I would like to see him get some more playing time. And I think he will. I mean, I. Yeah, but man, I mean, maybe Ganey just had the shot going so well that he was the hot hand. But it it seemed bad to me that he only got 14 minutes in a game without your two guards. Yeah. But quite frankly, like I, I'm not sure after game one where I would even rank Zakai in terms of our guards. I wonder how his playing time is going to be. They might be slow with them coming back, but like, you're, it's going to be a fight because. Meshack was handling the ball. I think he gives you a lot on defense, especially if you're going to have, you know, Connect out there, who's going to need help defensively. Although he was better than advertised on the yes, defensive end. I thought it was telling that I thought it was telling that during the in game interviews, Barnes was praising him so much for his defense and effort because I, I noticed it too and just thought he's not, you know, a complete zero out there. He's actually seeming like a, an average defender, which is all he needs to be. I, I yeah. I got you know, Connect just looked he looked like a revelation for Tennessee basketball. Yeah, he looks like a guy we haven't had. I mean, we I don't we haven't had this guy under under Barnes for sure. And like you know, 
really haven't had it since Chris Lofton, a guy on the perimeter. I mean, maybe you could say Jordan McRae and, you know, Josh Richardson his senior year, you know, for Tyndall, which, you know, barely counts, and Kevin Punter, I mean, barely counts. But, like, just a perimeter guy who you're going to feed and, like, let him just kind of have a green light wherever. Because, obviously, Grant was doing his work in the post. Yeah. I got pretty excited watching the basketball team. I, I really did. I really did. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't realize they were Michigan State was ranked fourth until like Sunday. I didn't know that. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Know, and I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb and say they're not the fourth best team in the country because they're from the Big Ten. But that was a packed house on the road. It doesn't count. Or blah blah. But man, like we look pretty stout. We look like a wagon. That's what I mean. I mean, we we I was. It's pretty impressive. I will say the end of the game, maybe that's where you need Vescovy and Zakai because to almost throw that game away that way was uh, pretty damn stupid. But shout out to Ganey for shout out to the team for getting the ball out of the basket and getting up the floor quickly. I will say the pace. I was I was really impressed, and I, I think that's a good sign that we were so insistent on running because if we are going to be nine deep. The best way to utilize that is by running and, and trying to wear teams down and just you know have more guys to play than them. Yeah. And it will kind of help Barnes's ancient offense. Yeah. Get out and get some buckets. I want to run, 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 run nonstop. Yeah, I'm pumped for – we got Wisconsin, what, next week? Like next Friday, I believe. I think that's when we play them next Friday. So I'm really excited for that game. Season opener is on Tuesday, and I believe we go to Wisconsin on Friday. Schedule's pretty good. Schedule's pretty good. Well, yeah, that's the best thing Barnes has done since he's gotten here is just we always have good games. The RPI is always going to be in good shape. The resume is always going to be in good shape. And you you win more than you lose. What I do miss, what I wish you would do is, like, we used to, we would have, like, a nice little home game on a Friday night before a football game in November. I wish we did that still. Like this, I, I mean, we're playing – Wisconsin probably has that because that's on that Friday night. I wish we did do that still. I liked double-dipping at the beginning of the basketball season. But, yeah, it's November the 10th at Wisconsin on Peacock. I'm a Peacock subscriber. I am as well. I am as well. They did it for like $5 a month before football season started. Did you get it for football? Yeah. What games have been on there so far? Nothing. Like I, I haven't watched games? anything on it. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, like, I, I haven't ever thought, like, I need to turn on Peacock no, to I, check I this game out. I haven't watched anything on it. But it's like, it was so cheap. I have it for I have it for wrestling and because I wanted to watch King of Queens. Okay. It's a great set comp. It was so cheap. It was just like, whatever. So, yeah. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Some new patrons to shout out. New $2 patron, Big Wes. Shout out to Brother Big Wes. We love you and appreciate you. New $2 patron, Alex Dunn. Oh, shout out to Brother Alex. I love you and appreciate you very much. Uh, he is from Athens, Alabama as well. He is a close friend of mine. Shout out. He's a good man. I appreciate it a lot, Alex. Maybe time to up that to $5. <laughs> new $5 patron, he's, Stephen he's Walker. About to have a, he's about to have a baby. He's about to have a baby. Never mind, take it back. Mazel tov. Shout out to Brother Steven. We love you and appreciate you. And new $5 patron, Luke Purcell. Shout out to Brother Luke. We love you and appreciate you. 
We truly, truly do. Let's hit some questions. Brother OG, Matt asked, does Huntsville have the worst traffic per capita in the entire country? No, Chattanooga. Chattanooga is the worst. <laughs> I, I, I would so rather bad. draft through Atlanta than Chattanooga. I don't. That was the only saving grace. I, I drove through early. I, I drove through late Friday night to get to Tuscaloosa, and I drove back early Sunday morning and didn't hit traffic either time. So it was a true blessing. That was the only good part of the Alabama trip. Brother Mitchell asks, what minor inconveniences annoy us the most? Being sticky. <laughs> My hands being sticky. I've talked about it before. I, I hate whenever something's about to happen and everyone's just kind of sitting yes. around waiting for oh, it to actually yes. happen. Uh, if I had a dollar for every time I said, okay, if we're doing it, let's do it. If we're leaving, let's leave. I would be a wealthy man, but I have noticed that uh, maybe one of my ticks, if you're looking for something smaller, I really hate finding pins that are open or unclicked, like where they aren't closed. I hate, I say, I hate seeing pins not properly clicked or closed. And I have to pick it up and do it. I have to always close it for people. Okay. I used to hate that my mom would get like a bottle of water and she would take the top off. She would take the cap off the bottle and just leave the bottle like unopened. Just like laying around so and drink it like so she wouldn't have to take the top off whenever she wanted to take a sip. I used to, it used to drive me insane and now I do the same thing. You became mama. I did. I, I, also, uh Probably should apologize if he's listening to Frank, my dog, because anytime we have to go outside and he just doesn't want to immediately use the bathroom and come back in, I get annoyed. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, this is his outside. And then I have to remind myself, okay, like he doesn't get to come outside much. I should be a little bit nicer. Plus, he's old. I need to be a little bit sweeter. But I'm like, Frank, bro, come on. Come on. Let's go back inside. And he'll just stop and sniff. And I'm like, I can't jerk him. I can't pick him up. So I just have to deal with it. And it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse now that it's getting colder. But hopefully, like, it actually makes them want to come back inside. We'll see. We'll see. Brother CB asks for you, what key things will you be looking for in Will Levis, a.k.a. White McNair's second game? Oh, Seth. Talk about a revelation, Will Levis. This podcast had it first. White Steve McNair, I told you, boys, just to give him a chance. Buy in. He looks good. That if we drafted him, it would be good. And he is now my beautiful baby boy with a golden he arm. He just looks – and when I say he looks good, I mean, he, like, he just looks good out there. Like, he's just – He looks like a white Steve McNair. It's like the same thing with Joe Milton. It's like – No. I mean, they're, they're both, no, huge, they're, they're both huge and physically imposing. Yeah, but I just mean, like, the, the flick of the yeah. wrist is dropping deep balls. Like, I – I think immediately he becomes a top five deep ball he thrower, like just launching them. And like, I mean, he, he made some, he made a lot of really like effortless, pretty throws yeah, he, and it, it gave me a lot of hope. Now, with that being said, I don't want to get too high because like if we're going to have to go to Pittsburgh on a short week with us, you know, if one of our tackles has a concussion, so we're going to be shorthanded there. So like there's a chance he looks like a rookie on Thursday. So this might not age well, but. I just want him to be a solid quarterback, and my confidence that he is a solid quarterback is now at, like, 80%. Yeah. That's all I want him to be is just solid because it, it helps the franchise out so much if you have a cheap, young quarterback who can play, and, and I think we have that. Some of those throws were so sexy. It is, a, it is a flick of the wrist. It is a flick of the wrist. 
And I thought he was in you know control of the offense. I thought he was making audibles. I thought you know he was getting the ball out quick. I thought that he's you know was still under pressure and and you know was able to manage four touchdowns right. Four touchdowns, three to D Hop. Finally got the ball to D Hop. I will say I don't know how long the league will fall for his like shoulder pump fake because like on a couple of the deep balls he did that, and I don't know, you know, if that'll work to get guys wide open down the field. But he had one throw that was actually incomplete to to Burks off his back foot that he you know dropped in between a double team while getting pressured, and the safety came over at the last second and made it you know barely got a, got a hand on it, but it was a perfect throw, and I was just like that one might be the most impressive one. Even more so than the one to Nick Westbrook-Akina. Although that one was amazing, too. I'm in love, Seth. I'm in love. He looks cool. I mean, he looks cool. He looks cool. And the, the, the uniforms looks cool. He looks cool. De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins looks cool. I think people probably just don't realize how good he still is, if I had to guess. Um, well, that's what he said, because after the game, they're like, vintage DeAndre Hopkins. And he quote to me and said, current DeAndre Hopkins. He's been really good this year, and... I'm glad the Titans won. I'm glad we didn't trade any of our veterans, and I'm actually looking forward to Thursday's game against the Steelers as much as I've looked forward to a game in a long time. I'm back in, baby! Oh, so to answer the question, what am I looking for? Um, Yeah, I want to see how like him controlling the offense translates to the road whenever the crowd's going to be cheering because that's going to be tough. But really, like, just keep getting the ball out quick and keep hitting deep shots. Like, they they did kind of, Seth, what you've been wanting with Joe Milton or what you've been pointing to Joe Milton, and maybe it's not a long-term solution. But if you look at his passing chart, he pretty much didn't throw the ball across the middle of the field at all. So that's a little alarming, but, you know, it's, it's his first you have start. To, yeah, you, know you have I mean? to, like, like dip his toes in the water, right? I mean. Yeah, if he's doing this in, like, year three, still can't throw across the middle of the field, like, that's a different thing. But, yeah, I want to see if he can hit some crossing routes. And just, you know, I liked the quarterback sneaks. It was good to have a quarterback that you could feel could push the pile for two yards. I just want to see how he handles the road. That's what I'm looking for. Can he still manage the team? Because it seemed like the team's pretty fired up. There was a video of big Jeff Simmons, like, mic'd up, talking about how good Will Levis is and how he's a player and how he's a bleeping quarterback and all that. So, like, the team seems to be energized. That's a good sign. He won the locker room over. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, it has to be – a breath of fresh air. Especially for somebody, Jeff Simmons young. What, Jeff Simmons, 26, 27? Yeah, he's still young. Yeah. I mean, like, he, he's he's the cornerstone he's, of, the, he's of the team. Prime, so, like, if yeah. we do rebuild, like, he's the guy you keep yeah. around. Yeah. Brother West Tennessee Ben asks, when do we start shopping for Christmas gifts for our loved ones? Usually just, like, the 1st of December. Yeah, 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 yeah. Through, like, Christmas the 23rd, maybe. Yeah. Sometimes Christmas Eve. I don't know. I kind of like getting out sometimes and picking up some last-minute things. Yep. Agree. Brother Sloth, a great man, asks, prediction for the Vols going forward, assuming Joe's level of play stays the same or is slightly better, which I don't think is a crazy thing to say. I think it can get better at this point, which does seem kind of crazy, actually. Do you think we beat Missouri at this point in time? I'm going to go that we finish nine and three. I'm going to go that we finish nine okay. and three. I'm going to go that we finish nine and three. Yeah. Does that mean lose to Missouri or beat? beat or are you just saying it doesn't matter? Whatever happens against Missouri, the opposite will happen. I think Georgia. we're going to beat Missouri. Okay. I think that they have some real dudes on the outside with Weiss and obviously Luther Burden. I think Connor Cook. 
or whatever his name is, Brady Cook. Connor Cook was a Michigan State quarterback, I guess. Uh, I think he's he's had a really good season. I think we're going to be able to run the ball. I think. I think we basically have like four running backs with Joe Milton now, that are all pretty good, and two who are awesome in Wright and Sampson. I think we're going to beat Missouri. So I'm I'm going with nine and three. I'm, I think that we're going to get a nice little win at Missouri. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I go nine and three. I, I think if you beat Missouri, you probably lose to Georgia. But I do think there's a chance. I think there's like a seventy percent chance you beat Missouri and like a twenty percent chance you beat Georgia. Yeah. Maybe even like a thirty percent chance you beat Georgia. Yeah. You know, I just want I just want us to be what seven and two when we play or eight and two when we play Georgia or nine whatever it is eight and two I guess yeah. Eight. It'd be eight and two. I just want to be eight and two when we play Georgia so we can have another tailgate and have fun and. Be awesome to be eight and two because I mean it's still a big game trying to end their winning streak and trying to get to ten wins and and stop them. It would suck that like you blew the chance to win the East by losing to Florida or Alabama, but. It's still something to play yep. for. Like, there's still a lot to play yep. for. Still another New Year's Six Bowl. Which isn't exactly – you know, it's not exactly the tune we were singing, you know, after the Alabama loss. I get it. Like, we, we, you know, you get a little perspective, a little, the, you know, the further you get away from it. But you need to beat Missouri. You need to beat Kentucky. You did that. I thought Joe played well. He needs to play probably even yeah, better sure. against for Missouri. Sure. So, if you're saying slightly better, I would say he needs to be slightly better against uh, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think him playing the way he did against Kentucky necessarily beats Missouri. Yeah, I agree. He still just kind of held the ball too long. Missed. And just still not, you know, punching in the red yeah. zone. Brother Marwan, a.k.a. Wheezy, asks for you, John, NBA conference winners prediction. So, predictions. Nuggets versus the Hawks. Okay. No, just kidding. Nuggets versus the Celtics. Celtics over the Bucks. Ah, man, I don't know because it's hard to say right now because I think all the top teams are going to add some pieces either through buyouts or trades. Like with Boston, I don't think they can pass the ball good enough to win the championship. But I think that they have the most talented roster in the East. But like I just think in a playoff series, I don't know if I trust their creators. Drew Holiday is not really a creator. Jalen Brown can't dribble with his left hand. So that's like that's that's not a meme. Like he really can't. No, no, that's real. Like he, he stinks dribbling the ball. And like every time, that's why they always lose to Miami. Is Miami just absolutely bullies him and takes the ball from him? But I still think they're the most talented. The Bucks need a couple pieces. I don't like their team, but but they have you know two awesome players, obviously. And Brooke Lopez is still a good center. So like you know they they can very easily get there. I still think Denver's the best team in the West. I just don't know who's going to beat Jokic. And that's if that starting five is healthy, I just don't see who beats them in a playoff series. I'm going with the Bucks because of big Bobby Portis shooting them threes. And Pat Connaughton with his, like, 40-inch vertical okay. leap. And then, yeah, the Nuggets. Yeah, I, I do I do feel pretty confident the Nuggets win the West. You know, I, you know – I wasn't exactly kidding about the uh, the Hawks, Seth. I don't know if you saw what they did to the Bucks in Milwaukee on Sunday. All night, I've seen is you complain about Trey Young shooting. Trey Young is shooting bad. He is shooting very poorly. But uh, on Sunday night, we went into Milwaukee and beat the absolute dog shit out of your Bucks. Okay, blew them out. And then last night on a back to back against Minnesota, the Minnesota Timberwolves, we were down nineteen at halftime, and Big Dejounte Murray came out and scored twenty two points in the third quarter. Wow. 
And we it, we went from 19 down to winning by like 15. Wow. Just absolutely kicked their ass in the second half. Okay. Jalen Johnson, the third-year guy to Duke, is taking a leap. If Trey can ever start hitting some goddamn jump shots again, I do think the Hawks can be the second-best team in the East or the third-best team in the East, but he's, he's, he's making me so mad. Let's move on. I don't want to talk about it because we have won two in a row. The Vols won. The Titans won. My, I'm happy with my teams right now. I don't want to complain about Trey. Brother Logie asks what we are being for Halloween. No. An adult. That's right. That's right. I'm being an adult, John. Brother Toy. I didn't dress up. Go ahead. I didn't dress up this year. It makes me sad. Brother Toy asks, what is our favorite and least favorite major holiday? You go first. I don't have any least favorites. I mean, I don't know what classifies as a major holiday. I mean, like Memorial Day, I guess, doesn't really do much for me, but it's still a day off and a three-day weekend. Christmas is the best. Man, our fallen troops to you are just a day off. I mean, I don't know. President's Day, I guess. I don't think President's Day is a major one. I don't think most people really consider Memorial Day a major one either. I don't either, but it's nice because it's that first holiday off since. I, I don't know if you can be. I don't know if you can be a major holiday. Let me think this take through because Thanksgiving is going to disqualify this take. But I was going to say it's hard for me to think of you as a major holiday when you're when you're just like the third Monday of the month or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, not a set day. The fourth Monday. Yeah, not a set day. I feel that. But then Thanksgiving, of course, is always the fourth Thursday. Or is it the third Thursday? Fourth Thursday, right? I think fourth. Yeah. But Thanksgiving is obviously a major holiday. Uh, I don't really have an answer for favorite. I guess Thanksgiving, just because there's no, like, uh, present obligation at this point in life. You know what I mean? Like, you don't really get presents, but you still have to get people presents. Yeah. And then I, I, that still stresses me out because I, I like people to like what I get them. So that takes away from Christmas a little bit. So I guess Thanksgiving is my answer just because it's food and football. Mm-hmm. And you get basically Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. It's nice that It's nice that you get basically you know some people work on that wednesday but you pretty much don't have to work on that thursday or friday at least i don't i mean i know some people have to work on fridays or whatever ah my, my least favorite at this point's probably got to be new year's day oh that's that, that that's Eve. a good qu- that, that, that's what the least that's what the worst holiday is that's a good yes that's what the worst yeah good good call good call yeah new year's new year's eve just gets on my nerves that's 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 you, you feel obligated to make plans. You don't really want to. It's cold. You're tired. It's all a build up just to a damn countdown. It's very stupid. That's a good call. That's what it is. Yep. The next question is from brother brother Bob McRib, aka Militia Member Number One. What is the spookier situation? Joe Milton gets the ball at the Tennessee twenty-five, down four, with two minutes left to go in the game at Missouri. Or Missouri gets the ball at the Mizzou 25, down two with a minute 30 to go. I think we're doomed either way. Yeah. I think that's like Freddie versus Jason, am I right? (laughs) They're going to kill you either way. But for the sake of the conversation, like, Missouri's kicker's pretty good, but it will be cold. Joe having to score a touchdown. 
that one's spookier to me just because the fallout. Yeah. The fallouts. If he doesn't do it. The discourse online would be tough for Joe. And, like, it'd be tough for me not to be negative and... I think that just brings more bad feelings versus Missouri beats your defense on a walk-off field goal. As of today, Halloween, 4.42 Central Time. Central Time. I feel worse about our defense stopping them than I do about Josh Heupel and Joe Milton getting somewhere close enough to take a shot at the end zone because, as Brother B-Jack points out, Missouri has you know the kicker with the cannon on his leg. So, the chances of them getting close enough or to at least try a field goal to win the game, uh, it's hard to imagine our defensive backs preventing that at this point without Jamal with the K Haddon. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, like I said, both I think are bad situations, but I just don't think – I think the fallout and us arguing and the vibes would be a lot, lot lower if Joe Milton and the offense didn't score. Yes, it would be. It would be It would be ugly. If our defense gave up a long field goal or a field goal, like uh, I think we'd all kind of expect to give that up down two. But, yeah, getting – the discourse around the quarterback position would just be too much. Yeah, it would be. It would be ugly. It would be ugly. Anything else? Uh, brother – uh, Tennessee asks um, for Detroit Pistons for me over under at three. The Detroit Pistons. Okay, let me pull it up so I can check you. Three is kind of tough. I mean, I'm trying to think of how many damn Detroit Pistons I could name off the top of my head. I think I would get to five pretty easily. Okay. They're a young team. I'm trying to think of how many I think you could get to. Uh, yeah, I mean, three is a pretty good over-under, so I'll set, it, I'll set it. Yeah, I'll set it right at three. If you get three, I won't call it a loss. If you get four, it's a win. Um, Cade Cunningham. Yep. And um, that would be it. Okay, really? Yeah, that's it. I do not have a single clue who plays the Detroit Pistons. And they've been stacking draft picks for how long? Yeah, the last handful of years, um, one of those draft picks, Killian Hayes, he was a top 10 pick. I think he was like German or French, maybe French. He I think. played at Gonzaga, right? K- Killian Hayes no. did? No, I'm thinking of Killian Tilly. No, Killian, yeah, Killian Hayes was, is, was from overseas. Yeah, he is like, okay, that's okay. Is he French? Because if he's French, I figured you'd like Killian him. Killian Hayes was born in Florida, but he is French. You are correct. His okay. mother, I'm guessing. I want to say he played overseas, too. Like, I don't think he went to college. Yeah, with his with the last name Hayes, I'm guessing his mother is. Yes, okay, yeah. No, no, his dad played in France. Okay, his dad played in France. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, he's been kind of a bust. Um, they drafted one of the Thompson t- twins, Osir Thompson. Oh, okay. Is it Amen and Osir? Yeah. Jalen Duran from Memphis is pretty good for them. He had a big game. Okay, big dude, big man down low, right? Yeah, yeah, didn't get to play much, uh, got hurt or ineligible or something. I don't know. He didn't play the whole year, I don't think. Jaden Ivey. Okay, from Purdue. The Purdue, okay. the Purdue guard. Is he good? Yeah, yeah. He, well, he's not. he's been a little disappointing, so I, I won't say he's good, but he's still young. And that's really the only guys that you should know. Like, I mean, Joe Harris is there. <laughs> Marvin Bagley the third's He's there. Still, okay. 
James Wiseman's there. Uh, James Wiseman, they got another Memphis center who doesn't really get to play. Isaiah Stewart's a guy who tried to beat LeBron James's ass a couple years ago that like ended up with blood all over his face. So maybe you had seen that. But yeah, the Pistons are tough, man. They're they're tough to name. So that seems like a hopeless franchise. Until it's Cade not. Cade Cunningham's really. Until it's not. Well, I was gonna yeah. say Cade, Cade Cunningham's really good, and Jalen Duran looks pretty good. So like you got a big man and a guard. But also like being in Detroit is gonna make it tough. That's all I got. Although they have one, they have won championships in two eras, so it can be done. All right. Hope you have a good Halloween, my brother. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. I love you too. Bye-bye. Strangers. From strangers into brothers. From brothers into strangers once again. We saw the whole world. But I couldn't see the meaning I couldn't even recognize my friends Older But nothing's any different Right now feels the same, I wonder why I wish they told us It shouldn't take a sickness Or airplanes falling out the sky Do I have to die to hear you miss me? It still hurts even